The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We're going to discuss the Denver Broncos. Give them a report card over the first four games of the season. So technically for Denver, they're 25% through the season. How have they fared on offense, on defense, and special teams? Let's go around the team and maybe even talk a little bit about the coaching as well, too. Today on the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And, of course, this podcast available at milehighsports.com and archives of uh, the podcast that you can take on the go. Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, milehighsports.com. A lot of things that you can check out. Of course, previous archives that include Broncos, audio interviews, different stuff like that. So, very cool stuff that uh, you can check out at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Dot com. Denver Broncos 1-3 and three at the well, 25% marker through the season. Look, this is obviously not ideal if you're a Denver fan, but obviously running into so many injuries. It's not to say that it's an excuse, but it certainly is a very logical explanation as to why this team uh, has not performed exactly the way you would like to see it. Now, uh, this is a Broncos team that... Uh, at the 25% way through the season, has been in games this year. And that's where I think you you first look at is not only is this team winning or losing, but how are they losing when you start to criticize or point fingers based on what this team is doing. And this is a Denver Broncos team that is in the game, uh, even though they've dealt with all these injuries. This is a football team that lost by two points against the Titans and had the football basically with the opportunity to win the game. Uh, They had multiple chances on defense, couldn't shut the door in the opener. This is also uh, a team that was basically a a drive away from beating the Steelers. Uh, They laid the egg against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was the Jeff Driscoll game that, simply put, I don't think anybody really expected them to win. And then they beat the the, uh, Jets on that Thursday night game, which seemed like ages ago as Denver, of course, had their bye week that was kind of thrown on them early. Now they get the opportunity to get back at it against the Patriots this weekend. They will be in Foxborough, 11 o'clock start. The Broncos on uh, offense, quite particularly not great. I uh, just simply put, uh, this is a football team that ranks in the bottom half in many offensive categories. Obviously, they've had the rotation of quarterbacks. Drew Locke getting hurt with the shoulder injury. Uh, He has uh, only been on the field and he's thrown the least amount of passes between the three quarterbacks but when you start to evaluate the quarterback position you say okay do you have something in a backup because look the reality is is that injuries do happen and that um, you know particularly for the Denver Broncos they're not even sure if they're sold on Drew Locke although when Drew Locke was playing uh, there was some good and there was some bad but I think more than anything the guy who stood out really quite a bit in uh, backup role is Brett Rippon somebody who I think could many people could see as a potential backup long term you know 27 or 40 so far with a completion percentage of 67 percent he has turned the ball over a bit four interceptions uh, throwing two of those touchdowns one of them that deep 
deep ball on Thursday night to uh, Jerry Judy, who, of course, we'll talk about the wide receivers here in just a bit. So, look, uh, the bottom line is that the quarterback position, it hasn't been good right now, but you know what? Considering the circumstances, a guy like Brett Rippin kind of thrown into the fire all of a sudden, um, you know, it's not it could have worse play, I suppose, because Jeff Driscoll certainly provided that worst play. When you look at the offense when it comes to a rushing attack, Melvin Gordon III uh, particularly has been the bell cow after the Philip Lindsay injury, and he really has responded. Now, obviously this week, a very disappointing, very selfish, very stupid DUI as uh, he left a restaurant, I suppose was the story, uh, slurred speech, watery eyes, um, a wavering balance. Uh, this is just a bad deal overall. Gordon's likely going to see a suspension of three games. Games. He, that is appealable, uh, but uh, certainly no official news yet, but that is the likelihood moving forward. Uh, Denver is to get Philip Lindsay back, who, Lindsay, look, uh, they really haven't been able to get him on track this year. Uh, only seven carries so far on the season, and then he got hurt, and so... I would like to see the Denver Broncos really start to utilize Philip Lindsay in this offense, both as a runner and as a receiver. And so far through the season, is a quarter way through, look, this is a Broncos rushing attack that's averaging 3.8 yards per carry as a team on 98 carries. Uh, 3.8 yards per carry, that's not bad. That's uh, certainly where you want to be. They have unfortunately had some um, inopportune fumbles at times, uh, but more than anything, this is a Broncos rushing attack that is at least fairly effective and uh, you know this this second half uh, this uh well, I shouldn't even say second half. It's a little bit more than that. This last 75% of the season, this back half, this is critical for Philip Lindsay. This is critical for Philip Lindsay's future uh, as a Denver Bronco because we could be looking at a Denver Bronco not for long at the running back position. We all know how much the running back position in their lifespan is very short. I know that he is the chosen one. He is the 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 son of Denver, if you will. But this is a guy who, if... Uh, is going to be looking to get big money and somebody else is willing to pay him, I'm not sure Denver's going to be forking over the biggest amount of money for a guy like Philip Lindsay. So certainly going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And this could be an audition. You know, if he ends up shining in these final, uh, you know, 12 games, all of a sudden another team looks at him and says, man, we could utilize you as a big-time feature in our offense, and maybe another team steals Philip Lindsay away and certainly would be weird to see. But regardless, the NFL, it is a business, and certainly this is a business part that's going to play into uh, you know, the, the end of the season and into the offseason. Uh, getting back to those wide receivers, we discussed those wide receivers here on the uh, Broncos Blitz podcast. I, I've been really impressed with what I've seen from both Jerry Judy and Noah Fant. I'm not truly surprised, to be quite honest. Uh, Jerry Judy on track for somewhere in the realm of about 60 catches. Noah Fant, 65-70. This is a duo that brings so much of a mismatch nightmare because you got Jerry Judy who's so different from what Noah Fant brings. And obviously, look, this was a, a lot of pressure thrown on these two immediately with the injury of Cortland Sutton, and they've responded fairly well. Jerry Judy, 15 catches on the 28 targets. Unfortunately, a couple drops, a couple big drops, but when the Denver Broncos need a first down through the air, he is number one with 11 of them. Noah Fant, not far behind, nine of them. And how about 124 yak 
as we like to say in the biz, yards after catch, that leads the Denver Broncos by almost double anybody else uh, on the team. So really kind of shows you, you know, how those two have been the, um, you know, the options, the go-to guys, uh, Noel Fant with a couple touchdowns, Jerry Judy, of course, we mentioned a little bit earlier on his first career one on that Thursday night game. These are the two who are going to have to set the pace. Jerry Judy, such a shifty acceleration, agility, great route running, clean, crisp, can really work the middle. Noah Fant, this big mismatch, uh, you know, simply put, Corners are too small, safeties are not fast enough, and linebackers maybe a little bit of both when it comes to trying to cover Noah Fant one-on-one. And so the hope is that this is a guy who can kind of exploit those uh, weaknesses and, you know, make offensive coordinators, uh, excuse me, defensive coordinators stay up late the night before trying to game plan for this guy because he is a problem. So if you're Denver, I think for this next quarter of the season, I think you really start to try to lean on the natural mismatches that you have. And, and some of that is Jerry Judy opening things up for other wide receivers. Maybe it's Tim Patrick and utilizing his size down the field. Field, you know, and then maybe KJ Hamler gets involved in some, uh, you know, now I wouldn't say gimmicky, but not trick plays either. Uh, just, you know, some interesting wrinkles into an offense that I would like to see, uh, you know, utilize these options. You know, you got some natural speed with KJ Hamler, put it to the test and see if you can utilize it as an effective weapon. As outside of that, the offensive uh, options for Denver, they've really been very quiet. Obviously, Cortland Sutton going down with the injury, just a brutal, brutal one in that Steelers game, making the um, the tackle and that interception. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton has been generally non-existent, only nine targets so far this season. Uh, Tyree Cleveland, Deontay Spencer, Jake Butt, for uh, as much as we talked about the Jake Butt revival tour, uh, only two catches so far. Nick Vanette as well, two catches. Uh, just simply put, they've been quiet options. So that's, in general, the offense. I do want to talk about the coaching really quick before we get into the defense because I do like what Pat Shermer has done. You know, we saw a little bit of a wrinkle. But look, this guy is working with, I don't want to say bad products, but look, if you're a head chef and you have a, a, a beautiful sirloin steak to uh, serve up, you know, you've got the opportunity to use good products to turn it into an even better finished piece. If you're working with junk steak that's already burnt and well done, well, you know, the finished product's not going to come out very well. And that's kind of what Pat Shermer's working with. Jeff Driscoll is your burnt steak. Uh, he is fully well done. He's not a great quarterback, but you know what? He provides a little speed. Love to see the 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 utilization in the goal line situation of Jeff Driscoll uh, in the red zone against the Jets, kind of as like their ta- their own Taysom Hill. I don't know how much you actually want to do that now that Drew Locke is back, at least expected back. You know, I've I've always felt in New Orleans, you know, the situation that we're doing with Taysom Hill and uh, Drew Brees, it makes no sense to take the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. Well, when you're taking the ball out of Brett Rippon's hands, different story. I'm a little bit more okay with that. Taking the ball out of Drew Locke's hands, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if that's the better option, quite frankly. So I think if Drew Locke does come back, maybe we shift away from that and simply put, start to see an, an offense that maybe gets a little bit more explosive. And I'd like to see them push the ball down the field. And I know that that has been a bit of a weakness so far with Drew Locke. It's kind of funny because Drew Locke, of course, we've kind of talked about it. This guy's got a cannon for an arm. 
But if you can't hit the wide receiver, it's no good. I want to see a little bit of that accuracy come back in this second quarter of the season and see if Denver can hit some of these big moments because if they can kind of expand that field, that makes everybody's job better. We're talking about, uh, obviously, the run game. It's pulling guys out of the box. It means Noah Fant maybe just does have those pure one-on-one matchups down the seam. It It's the opportunity for Jerry Judy to open things up utilizing his skill set. So things just simple get better when Denver expands the field and that's really a a general consensus on offense and if they can do that now all of a sudden we say okay now you can use some of that natural talent that you have in Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, and and maybe even the run game with Philip Lindsay to uh, to to get some yardage on offense. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast of course presented by DraftKings America's top rated sportsbook if you haven't Signed up for our friends at DraftKings. Well, I tell you what, what are you missing out on? Well, I'm going to tell you about it because they got some terrific stuff over there with our friends at DraftKings. Week five of football, of course, in the books. And now we're already looking forward to week six, and there's no better place than to get in on the action with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app to add to the excitement of week six. DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook giving all new users a chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that, how about this great sign-up offer? DraftKings, offering great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. And, of course, if football isn't for you, DraftKings, they've got a ton of stuff for different sports that you can check out, you can bet on, lots of bonuses, lots of boosts, promos, safe, secure, reliable. It's our friends at DraftKings. Makes it easy for you to deposit, easy to withdraw your money, at your convenience, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code MHS when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's promo code MHS to get up the sign-up bonus. $1,000. It's terrific for a limited time only, though. So you got to get in on this only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older in Colorado only. Bonuses comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So let's switch gears now to the defense. Because this is a Denver Broncos defense that was supposed to be the backbone, right? This was supposed to be the definition of the team. Um, the simply put, the 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 anchor, the identity of this football team, and and they have been good. I wouldn't say that they have been great, allowing 19 points per game. Uh, this is a Broncos football team on defense that has struggled with the turnover situation again, and that was one of the things I think that was most disappointing is because this was a team going into training camp where all they talked about was preaching turnovers. They wanted to get after the quarterback. They wanted to get after the football and force the opponents into some uncomfortable situations and get, well, simply put, some interceptions, some strip sacks, whatnot. That hasn't been the case. Now, I think we took, myself at least, my personal opinion, I took a lot of that out the window and just chucked it when Von Miller went out because he is really kind of that key cog that disrupts, right? And and Von Miller has been criticized in the past for not getting to the quarterback or his sack numbers are low. Look, anybody who grades a pass rusher based on sacks, please don't listen to them, okay? They don't know what they're talking about. Von Miller is a disruptor. He is a chaos bringer. And when he does this kind of stuff... 
it it allows opportunities for other guys like Bradley Chubb uh, because Von Miller's drawing double coverage. It it gives opportunities for the secondary because the quarterback's got a rush to throw because they know Von Miller's coming. Von Miller is coming, and unfortunately, that injury was such a critical, critical blow to that game plan because now you, you know, Bradley Chubb is a disruptor, but not to the level of Von Miller. And now, you know, you're, you're, there's only so much next man up. Next man up works for a week or two on spot start stuff. It doesn't work for the entire season. When you lose a guy like Von Miller in his production for the entire season, it's an absolute killer, you know? And so it's hard to replace that talent. Denver's doing their best, but just simply put, you're going to be limited with a lot of things that you can do. Now, on defense, they have been able to get to the quarterback at times. Bradley Chubb with two and a half sacks so far on the season, as well as Shelby Harris, who just continues to play so well for that Denver Broncos defensive line. I mean, Shelby Harris, A, the guy has the best hands in the defensive line that I've ever seen. This guy in the trenches bats down passes like you. I just don't get it. Like he just has magnets on his hands that just, and it, it's crazy. Uh, so Shelby Harris has been playing very, very well. Uh, Bradley Chubb starting to get to the quarterback after a, a scary, scary situation in that first scrimmage practice back in training camp where he hurt the knee. Looks like he is now firing on all cylinders. You're actually starting to see Josie Jewell emerge a little bit at the linebacker position as well as Alexander Johnson. Mike Purcell getting his new deal on the defensive line. Uh, they, They have been able to get to the quarterback at times. Now, is it enough with what they've been doing? No, certainly. They got to continue to hammer at the quarterback. And right now, this is a Broncos team that, look, if they don't continue to get after the quarterback, they've got a brutal stretch of quarterbacks and arms that are going to dice them up. And it obviously starts this weekend with Cam Newton, who is expected back for the Patriots, and then Patrick Mahomes. Then you have Justin Herbert, who is playing maybe the hottest football of any quarterback in the league. Matt Ryan, and while the Falcons are the the lowly Falcons, Matt Ryan is still a solid quarterback, and this is a guy who could still sling the rock. That's your next four opponents if you're the Denver Broncos. And so getting to the quarterback over this next quarter of the season is going to be so critical because, look, I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes or Derek Carr or Ryan Fitzpatrick. You give the quarterback back there five, six, seven, eight seconds, forget about it. I mean, forget about it. They're going to make a play. They're going to find an open wide receiver. There's only so much time that cornerbacks can cover a wide receiver because the wide receiver reacts first. The wide receiver reacts, and um, that that always gives them the benefit of the doubt, the benefit and the advantage. And so now if you're looking at it and you say, okay, well, if this is a Denver Broncos team that can't get to the quarterback, boy, it could be a rough second quarter of this season for them. Now, if they can, they're getting some solid secondary play. I have to say, I am extremely, extremely impressed with Michael Ojemudia, and this is the one draft pick that I think took probably the most flack for really no valid reason from a lot of people. Uh, I have always been a wait-and-see type, so I don't think I need to eat a little bit of crow on this, So, though uh, I have to say, 
I have been surprised with his play because I don't think you would see this kind of emerging player this early in the season and in his career. This is a guy who, look, you can't stick him on an island with the best wide receiver on the opposing team. But boy, he's getting pretty darn close to being able to be kind of that lockdown three-corner Uh, Maybe even a two. He has played very well, and he's got great, great instincts, recognition. He's one of the few corners that right out of the box just understands that he's got to stay with his guy, but he's also got to look back. And on top of all this... He doesn't grab. He doesn't hold. It's it's very impressive to see what Michael Ojemudia has done. And you know what? Credit to Vic Fangio because this is a guy who has found these kind of diamonds in the rough in the second, third, fourth round. He did it a ton in Chicago. He's doing it here. I really, really like what I've seen so far from Michael Ojemudia. It has been very, very impressive so far this season. Obviously, you have Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson in that back. Uh, Bryce Callahan has so far stayed healthy looking pretty good and Denver looking to get AJ Boye back as well too should be a big boost so you like what you see from this defense you just want to see more right you want to see this Denver defense get a little bit more tenacious you want to see them get after the quarterback maybe harass Cam Newton this week a little bit and all of a sudden maybe you run into a Chiefs offense that maybe isn't hitting full cylinders you get Drew Locke back you start getting some things on offense and who knows maybe you see an upset or two I don't know but certainly for all, to be fair, for all the um, sad talk, the production that we talked about the Denver Broncos lost because of all these injuries, it's only fair to say maybe we should expect them to see that production return because you've got Drew Locke coming back. You've got uh, uh, hopefully a healthy, uh, full 100% Philip Lindsay. You've got an A.J. Boye coming back. You see these guys starting to return. You say to yourself, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe Denver's got some opportunities here to steal a win or two and crawl out of this 0-3 hole. They've obviously uh, got the win against the Jets, but I think most people preference that with a little bit of an asterisk saying, well, it's the Jets. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Last thing I want to touch on is special teams, because I have to say, uh, the one guy that I have been extremely impressed with is Brandon McManus. He was critical in some of those games so far. Six of seven. Uh, the guy has been, for the most part, nails. Got the big contract. That was a little disagreement there when it comes to giving that much money to a kicker. And it's not so much because it's Brandon McManus. It's more so much the position in general. But uh, with kicker issues all over the NFL, uh, this really is kind of showing you how valuable he is because you line him up back there uh, to kick the field goal and you don't hold your breath. Uh, He really has been nailed, so uh, kudos to Brandon McManus, who's done a nice job so far in this first quarter of the season. Sam Martin has been everything I think the Denver Broncos thought he would be, everything that I thought he would be, and more, and thank God, because I don't know if I could have stood another season at Colby Wadman, guys. I really just don't know. Martin so far... Uh, has been very good as far as placing kicks, has been very good at distance and time. This is a guy who's been able to pin it inside the 24 times so far this year. He has had one punt block, and that's really where I want to get to the weaknesses of this team. 
and maybe the most disappointing is really the special teams, and I'm going to focus on on Tom McMahon. Uh, I have said before on this podcast, I don't think Tom McMahon is it. I don't think this is a guy who can uh, build a sufficient special teams that uh, gets you, you know, a postseason caliber type unit. Uh, they are bad on their return game. They are bad on their coverage team, particularly their coverage team has just not been good. Outside of one real um, kind of break breakout return from Deontay Spencer, they haven't really seen anything from the returners. Uh, 18.3 on average coming out of uh, you know the returners. I mean, that's not even good enough to get back to the 25. You, you got to take a touch back there. And I think if you're Denver, the special teams, not as special as we thought they would be. Uh, again, this is unfortunate, but this is something that they're going to have to deal with, and I think, quite frankly, something they're going to have to deal with until they uh, decide to move on from Tom McMahon. But the Broncos on offense, defense, and special teams overall, you know what, and some are going to uh, disagree with me. I do think they're better than a 1-3 and three team. I do think they should have won that game against Tennessee. And uh, you know what, quite frankly, if you got the starters playing on all four cylinders, then, uh, you know, uh, full cylinders, I should say eight cylinders. Oh, hey, there's four cylinder motors out there. Uh, I think they beat Pittsburgh, you know, and, and now, unfortunately, this is the criteria that they have to play with moving forward. So going to be interesting, quite frankly, against the Patriots. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. Cam Newton poses a major problem for this Denver Broncos team. But I tell you what, as this line has moved, I'm going to give a little bit of betting uh, thought here at nine and a half with our friends over there at DraftKings. Hey, Smash Broncos in the points. First of all, they're three and one against the spread. Nine and a half. I want that number all day long. I think this is a Denver Broncos team that very much can hang with New England, and it would not surprise me one bit if Denver were to win this game coming up this weekend. So certainly uh, we will continue to discuss it with MileHighSports.com. Of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. My name is Ronnie Court. We are all done for the podcast, and if you like the podcast and you want to take it on the go, hey, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com, that's many of the places that you can, um, well, first of all, take it on the go. Two, you can follow and subscribe. Three, if you like the content, hey, drop us the, the old five star. We appreciate you. And, of course, uh, I want to hear from you. I love hearing from the audience at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And then, of course, on the different locations, like I said, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com. You can leave some feedback. You can also email me, Ronnie K. That's Ronnie, the letter K at milehighsports.com. That's Ronnie K at milehighsports.com where you can email. All right, all done for the podcast. We appreciate you tuning in overall so far through the season. Disappointing, obviously, with the injuries and the record, but I do think that Denver has an opportunity, even against some really good talent, to maybe shock a couple individual narratives that uh, have been kind of placed on this football team in this Q2. I don't think anybody gives them a chance against New England. Nobody gives them a chance against Kansas. Kansas City. Nobody gives them a chance against some of these better teams. And you know what? Maybe they'll, uh, they'll surprise you a little bit with some players coming back. And quite frankly, I think they've been playing fairly decent so far. Just some missed opportunities earlier in the season. Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, a podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. And, of course, if you want more info on the Broncos, whether it be written or, of course, this podcast, check out MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all.
To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.